AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And I've been reading the book of Esther lately. Uh, what an awesome book. But I read the whole thing. That's the, that's the problem, I think. Many of us get stuck at chapter 4, where we have the most popular passage of the book, where Mordecai and Esther are talking. And Mordecai tells Esther, hey, who knows? What if for such a time as this, you were brought to this place? And he encourages her, and she tells everybody to fast. And then she says, if I perish, I perish. And uh, too many of us hit that period, close the door, change the page, and we live the rest of our life, and we don't read the rest of the book. But I think one of the most important chapters and verses in the book of Esther is found in chapter 8, and I would encourage you to go and read past chapter 4, because in chapter 8, verse 2, we find that now the king gives Mordecai his ring. And the Bible says in chapter 2 that he, the ring he took from Haman, in other words, the authority he took back from the enemy and put it in Mordecai's hand. And Mordecai now, along with Esther, were able to decree and to say, in the king's name, what would happen and what the people could do. And I want to remind you of what that is. At that moment, they were given the authority to defend themselves. At no point were the Israelites in this story uh, just settling to be victims and what would happen to them. But their victory came by their own hand. And I want to challenge you and encourage you today. Please, don't be a victim of society. Don't be a victim. Don't be, uh, uh, just don't quit on what on things because stuff has happened to you but put your ring on take the authority that is in the word of god know who you are take your place defend your family your 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 marriage your neighborhood in the name of jesus and pray with the authority that you have in the name of jesus and you're going to see things change amen hope that encourages you today uh and uh you are ready to go and fight the battle and win because we fight from a place of victory. Amen. I don't want to keep on preaching. Uh, I have a preacher in the room with me today, and I'm very happy to introduce to you Pastor Tim Loveless. He is the pastor of the Way Church, and the Way Church has just rebranded, and they were uh, Faith Tabernacle. And today they are the Way Church and Pastor Tim. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to AM six thirty, the Words Church of the Week. It is so good to be here with you this morning, uh, representing the Way Church and allowing God to speak to me in such a time as this. Yes, because we're living in times like we've never lived before. Who could ever imagine? That's right. That you would be told to stay home and not work, who would imagine that only God could stop all of the world, not just our society, but all of the world in a moment mm -hmm. and get everybody's attention 
of what is going on. He is a great God, and he's a God that is still reaching out to everybody. Amen. That's right. Uh, let me ask you a little bit about yourself, Pastor. Uh, tell me some of your testimony. Where are you from? Are you a native of, of Texas? How did you get here? If you're not, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my dad was in the Air Force, so I was born in France. My mother was from San Antonio. And, of course, my dad met my mother in San Antonio being in the Air Force. And they moved from France to Colorado. And in Colorado uh, is where uh, I had an encounter with the Lord, mm. my first encounter of eight years old. And uh, it was a great service. It was a blowout service, and the Lord started moving, and I went down for the first time, and the Lord touched my life, and I spoke in tongues, and it was a great, great day. And from there, we moved to San Antonio. Uh, my mother couldn't handle the altitude, so my dad volunteered to go to Vietnam. It was the only way he could get away from the Air Force Academy. And so um, we moved to San Antonio when I was in third grade, and I lived here till I was 21, Mm-hmm. Moved to Houston to go to Bible college. Oh, wait a minute, you're going very fast. You're missing. <laughs> we're missing some details in there. I would love to hear about your call to ministry. How how was that for you? Well, I'm going to tell you, I was called to ministry way back before I could even realize I was called to ministry. I remember going to a conference, a a general conference here in San Antonio, and it was downtown. I don't remember what auditorium it was. I was young. And um, my mother was there. And, you know, these conferences, I always have this, the night service. It's like a church service. Mm-hmm. And so my mother was in there, and I slipped away from her. And I went out in the hallway, and I'm standing. I'm just a little guy. I'm standing by all these preachers. And my mom comes and gets me and goes, what are you doing with those preachers? I said, well, Mom, if I'm going to be a preacher, i got to know what they talk about. <laughs> now, those preachers should have been inside in the service. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, um, that's when— I realized that—I mean, I didn't realize that time. It just came out. And so uh, from there, my mother was always in church, and my dad wasn't. Um, I remember uh, having to sneak to go to church. Mm. He would be upset if we went to the night service. You know, today we have a a one-service day. Back then it was two services. And he'd be upset. And I remember coming home and my mother telling us, duck so your dad doesn't know— there are four people in this car, and we get home, and I remember jumping in the bed and putting covers over me, even dressing my clothes so that if he came to inspect, he'd think we are asleep. <laughs> and so I've always, I've always been in church. Now, my dad got converted, yeah. and, and he, he became the bus driver for a little Pentecostal church over here off of East Houston Street. And uh, he, he drove the bus. He got converted. But during that time, I was always in church, and I was, I've always been in church all my life, my mother has lived a lived a great life, mm-hmm. and uh, put the fear of God in us. I mean, if we needed something from God, you prayed for it. Uh, I remember her waking us up at night when my dad was in Vietnam. There's something going on with your dad. We need to pray. I mean, at, at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. and um, we would pray. And so I've always been close to God because of my mother. And so uh, as my life went on, uh, I never was a a, a, a rebel. Um, uh, I might have at one time rebelled about God, but never was like in very rebellious. I've always been close to God. And so um, when I got married, I realized that I wanted to pursue uh, my dream of 
doing something for the Lord. I wasn't sure at that time what it was. And actually, I was running from being a pastor. I told everybody, I, I don't want to be a pastor. I'll be an evangelist because I, I, I didn't want to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we decided, my wife and myself, decided we'd go to Bible college. And so we went. As, as young people? Before, yes. Before you had children? Right. We were like, yes, yes, before we had kids. And you went off to Houston. How was, how was that then, uh, your preparation? It was, it was good. Um, it was uh, enjoyable. It was very knowledgeable. And um, I left the school in my sophomore year because we were concerned about being accredited or not accredited. And so I just didn't know if I should spend my two years and not get a degree. I should have stayed uh, and got my degree, but I didn't. And I went and started working with the home church there in Houston area. And from there, I went, I moved to a, the pastor, uh, wasn't the pastor anymore, so I moved to another church. And I went to that church, uh, and that was Spring Tabernacle, Jabal Green's church. And there I became his youth minister. And from that, I decided to do street ministry. When I was a kid in San Antonio, we would do street ministry out there in front of the Alamo. And Kenneth Phillips out of Austin, Texas, he would do street ministry out on 6th Street on Saturday night. And so that's where that was that seed was put in me. And so I decided to do street ministry. We would go out on the streets in Houston, big PA system. We'd have 200 people show up. Yeah. And then uh, we started going out to some of the rural areas. And then from there, we started going to prison ministry. And so we, we transferred it from street to prison. And in the prison, we had some great moves of the Lord, man. I mean, the Holy Ghost came into those places. One time, they were worshiping God so much that the guards thought they were rioting. Oh, wow. And, and the, the, the chapel's running, telling them, stop, don't don't shoot the tear gas. They're, they're just worshiping the Lord because those guys are jumping up and down. And when they're in white suits like they were, yeah. I'm telling you, on this end of it, they look like angels just worshiping the Lord. It was just a beautiful thing to wow. see those prisoners get lost in the spirit of worship. And so from that is where the Lord burdened me while I was at Spring Tabernacle to go out and to be a pastor. I knew nothing about it other than being around it all my life and seeing pastors. And um, I started Greens Point House of Worship. Now, if you don't know anything about Houston, Greens Point is nicknamed Guns Point. Really? Yeah. Uh, we And I didn't know how to start a church, so I, I'm doing street ministry out yeah. there in the, in the, in the thing. Uh, on the, on, in, in the shopping center, we're doing street ministry. And we have a huge PA system. And so... We're, we're getting set up, and they're doing sound checks, and all of a sudden you hear all the sirens go off, and they're going over to the other side of the parking lot where we're at, and then my knuckleheads, they start playing, dun, 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 bad boys. What you going to do? And I just couldn't believe it. But the Lord moved in those street ministries. We started our church there in Greenspoint House of Worship, and then uh, we were still doing prison ministry at that time. A friend of mine here, asked us to come to his church. We came to his church. And um, then after we left, he called me back and said he wanted me to come to San Antonio. Well, I'm from San Antonio, so right. it, wasn't, it wasn't hard. We came and we worked with him for a few months, but then the Lord opened up Lake Hills for us, and we went out there and we've been there since. So let me ask you a question, Pastor. Um, what, how, how important is the evangelistic ministry, uh, winning souls and, and sharing the gospel to you and your ministry. 
you know, I'm hearing for the first time your, your testimony in ministry, and it's, it's reaching the lost. Uh, how important is that to you, and, and do you think to the church in general? Well, I don't think it's just—it's very important to me, but I really feel like in Acts, he says, I'm going to give you this power so that you can be my witnesses. Right. And so I think that's not just for pastors. That's for everybody, because the talents, 10, 5, 1, we got to show something when we get to heaven. Right. What have you done with what he's given you? Mm. And so— and then in Acts, he tells us, you're my witness of what I can do for you or what I've done for you. Now, if he's never done anything for you, you probably don't know him. Right. Because if you know him, he's done things for you. He will talk to you. I don't care what anybody says. If you'll pray and just be quiet, you'll hear him talk. That's right. But he wants you to be his witness. He wants you to be a soul winner. That's the number one thing of Every person that's on a pew today, you're to win somebody to the Lord. And that's, that's my responsibility on top of all the lay people. They want to put that on the pastor, but they don't understand. I can't reach the people you can reach. Mm-hmm. You can't reach the people I can reach. And it's not that you're a pastor. You bring them in. You bring them to this local assembly and let them find Jesus. Because let me tell you something. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, and there is a natural thing inside of a man that wants to find God. Mm-hmm. It's just like the ducks. Nobody tells the ducks to fly south. That's the nature of the duck. And God put that nature in us to find him. And so we look at it through drugs, alcohol, um, uh, sexual activity, anything other than God. And the whole thing is that hunger never gets filled. That's right. Until you have an encounter with Jesus Christ. And when that hits you for the first time, we have people in our church, and I preach about the Holy Ghost almost all the time because I think it's the greatest gift that was ever given to men. And so when I pray for somebody and they've never had the Holy Ghost, and I had it just happen a couple weeks ago, when I, she said she didn't know that there was a God and she was looking in different places. And so she came to our church And when I laid hands on her and she realized something's happening and she got scared the first Sunday, then the next, about two Sundays later, she came back and we talked to her and said, don't be afraid of it. Now it's the Lord. And man, when she got this time, their whole countenance changes. There is a glow that comes on them when the Holy Ghost hits them. When when not God on the outside, Mm -hmm. but his spirit living on the inside evidence of speaking other tongues, like the Bible says, there is a life-changing event that takes place for that person for the first time in their life, and they know without a shadow of a doubt that God has just touched me. And that is the neatest thing that you will ever witness, knowing that you had something to do with that soul being reunited with that natural thing that God put in them to find, and it is so exciting. I think it was Spurgeon that said that if he were the most egotistical, selfish person in the world, he would still preach the gospel for how it makes him feel when one person gives their heart to the Lord. Right. So it, it, it is a definite uh, uh, reward that you feel right away when you do that. And then, you know, to, to follow your point, Matthew 
2819 does not qualify go ye. It doesn't say go ye pastors. Right. Uh, go ye men that have been in church 25 years. Or missionaries. Yeah, it just yeah. says go ye. You're right. Uh, everybody, we are all called yes. to be witnesses. And yes. you can only witness or you can only testify of what you have witnessed or tasted. Right. You know, so uh, it's a, it's important to, you know, people say, and they've told me, Pastor, I don't know what to tell people. I don't, I don't, I haven't memorized the Bible like you. I don't know all these verses. Well, do you know what God did in you, through you, to you? Then you know enough. You know, uh, right. br- bring them in the house, yes. bring them in the church and yes. let the pastor seal the deal. If, if, if that's yeah. all, if that's all you can do, bring them in. Right. I had a, I had a friend say he would bring people to church all the time. And I asked him, how do you, how do you do it? He says, well, I, I, I invite them to lunch. Yeah. Uh, but on the way to get tacos, I bring them to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so he said, I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to get some lunch. Yeah. Right. After service, we'll get some. Yeah. The word says compel them to come in. That's right. <laughs> in, the, in the highways, in the by, however right. you can. That's it. Get them in. And so I'm, I'm very happy to, to hear that. Uh, it's, it's, we, we lose a lot of that passion. Right. In the church. Right. For the lost. Right. And, um, and we are. Yeah. I grew up in church. And uh, I've heard the the sermon of the last days all of my life. Right. But I think today we're living in the last of the last days. And uh, if you are listening today, don't don't stay quiet. Don't keep quiet. Uh, don't in- introduce someone to to the Lord, Pastor. Would you encourage someone today uh, to be that voice, to be the hands, to to share, to be a witness? To, to their neighbor, to whoever, to somebody. Sure. If you've got a touch from God in your life, the Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And if it's not, then I don't know what touch you got. But if it is, then you need to share that. Why would you hide it under a bush? Mm-hmm. You're a city on a hill. Yes. You, they should see it. When you walk into a room because God is in your life, they should, some, they should come to you. I remember one guy came to our church one time, and he said, I came to this church the first time, and I saw that guy right there. And I saw the, the glow that he had and the grin that he had. And he was talking about me. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, and he said, when I saw all that, I realized that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even have to open your mouth, but you do have to open your mouth. And you just show the joy of the Lord because God in spite of everything, he's touched me and raised me to be something. And so you need to have that testimony. It should be bubbling up and inside of you. It should be rivers of joy coming out of us. Yes. And we should be just just wanting to tell people, why would you not tell somebody? If I knew of something that would help you, I would tell you. Amen. And that's what you need to do because Jesus is the help and the salvation of this world. And we need him more and more especially in this time that we live in. If we had the antidote to cancer or to AIDS, we wouldn't keep it quiet. Right. However, we have the antidote to something uh, much stronger than those diseases, and that's sin. Yeah. The antidote is the blood of Jesus. Yes. And and it's it's receiving the gift. For God so loved the world that he gave. Yes. He gave his only begotten son, the most precious thing he had. Yes. And so uh, if... If today you don't have the boldness or you're questioning whether you are a good witness, then maybe getting back into church 
and and finding that first love yes. again. Yeah. Uh like like we find in the book of Revelations uh where many have lost it. And in a day like today where we are now finally coming back out and able to get back into church after after COVID, uh I would encourage you to get back into church. Pastor, you know what? Uh we we haven't even talked about your the church uh the way uh, tell us a little bit about where it is. I know you're in you're in Lake Hills, Texas. It's about 25 minutes outside of 1604. Uh, not not too much to drive. I think people still can drive out there. Uh, so invite us to church. Tell us a little bit about about uh, the way. Well, the way I did a, I, I was doing a study and I saw um, certain things in the Bible that the early church was known as the people of the way. That's right. If you search it out, you'll see that Jesus said in John. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so when I realized that Paul had papers to persecute the people of the way, Mm -hmm. I said, wow, we should be called the way church (laughs) because, you know, we want to do everything according to the Bible. You know, I've I've been around people that research the actual prayer ointment. You know, to me, it's just olive oil. But no, there were spices and stuff right, like that. Right. If you want to be that technical, then I, I figured we should be technical about this. And, yeah. you know, because um, so many titles on churches uh, block other people from coming. Right. And so I said, we should be the way church. And so once I, I, I just started studying that and then I, I said it in the sermon, I said, man, I really I'd like to. Doing our assumed name is the way church because I think it's the most biblical thing to be called. You know, I, I know they were called Christians first at Antioch, but the people of the way it just yeah, seemed. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a Jesus guy. Yeah. You know, and so uh, that's when I came up with that. And uh, in the Bible says there's no other name given to men whereby we must be saved mm-hmm. except the name of Jesus. Right. And so I think that you may get on a path towards God, but that path's going to bring you to the way, and the way is Jesus Christ. He's the only one who died on the cross, shed his blood for our salvation, and made atonement for us. Yes. And so Jesus is the way. And yeah. so that's how we change over. We're having our first services as the way on June 19th and 20th. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be a great time. We have David Huff coming to be with us. He's a recording uh, artist, and uh, he is just awesome. He's been around forever, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord uh, celebrating the church and the people of the way. Amen. So tell us, how can we find you? Uh, You're in Lake Hills. We're in Lake Hills. If you can go up Highway 16... And you go to 1283, you're going to take a left. If you go up Calabra, you're going to go up the Calabra or 471, and you're going to take a right. And then those will lead up to Lake Hills. We're just right at Park Road 37, about two miles from there. And the church, we have a huge sign that says Faith Tabernacle, but it will say the way. Right. And uh, we have a huge digital sign that we're putting up and it should have uh, quite a few things on it about the way and we're right there you come into the property we're on 12 acres the main sanctuary is down at the, at the bottom and um that's how you get there now we could find you on the internet uh on facebook you're you're still there right now as faith, as tabernacle. faith tabernacle right okay we are going to switch that over to the way church on, on in june yes 
Excellent, excellent. Yes. But if they're looking for you, uh, they can find you at faithtabchurch.com. Right. Uh, and that'll that'll switch over to the Way Church eventually. Yes, yes. And on Facebook as well. Yes. And so what time are services? Services are going to be at 7 o'clock on Saturday and 10 o'clock Sunday morning. 7 p.m. Yes. Saturday nights. Yes. So do this just for the Way, uh, that um, special service. Okay, so one one time special service Saturday night at seven, uh, but most of the time, Sunday the rest morning. of the time, it'll be Sunday morning at ten a.m. At ten a.m. Now, let me ask you this silly question: uh, Do I have to go dressed up in a three piece suit in order to be allowed into the building, or or what's the deal with uh, a you? Don't tie? have a four piece. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can come as you are. Amen. <laughs> People are always looking for excuses not to go to right. church. I have nothing to wear. Right, right. Just wear your jeans, dude. Yep, just come on. One My son wears jeans. It kind of drives me crazy because I'm old school. Yeah. I will be in a sport coat at least. Um, but no, anybody is welcome and everybody is welcome. And we want everybody to come. Amen. One, one pastor told me, as long as you're dressed. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, San Antonio, thank you so much for joining us once again at AM630, The Word, Church of the Week program. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for being part of this interview. And uh, just like we talked about, let me leave you with a challenge that, that we have all been challenged with. Go ye and win and share the love of God to everybody you know, because the time is ending. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.